Please help me welcome J. Lauren Norris. My granny's house was an old house. And when I say old, I mean, it was one of those houses so old that it had two front doors right next to each other. It also had one back door. And it had hallways that went all the way through the house from the front to the back. And I remember asking her, was this once a duplex or, or, or why does it have two front doors? Why is it built like that? And she said, it's built like that because when we built this house originally, we didn't have central heat and air. We didn't even have window units to put in the house. We used to have to open all the windows and all the doors. And the reason there's two front doors is so at night you could close the main door and leave the one open that goes down the hallway and allows air to flow in every bedroom. I thought, that's genius. I mean, not that I would want to sleep with the door open. Of course, they did have window screens on every door and window back then, but I'm not sure that's secure to sleep with your doors and windows open today. But it was genius to think of the fact that when they built the house, they built it with purpose, with intentionality. It wasn't just thrown together because it looked good. It worked. It actually functioned. It had a smooth operation to the way that it was designed. It wasn't haphazard. And there's a lot of genius in that when it comes to leadership. That's what I want to talk about on this episode of Leading Leaders. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast, and I think we can all agree that a foundation that's a little, yeah, not trustworthy can present some problems. Maybe you visited someone's home where when you open and close the doors, front doors, bedroom doors, garage doors, you have to lift a little bit to shove it in there, or you have to push it to get the, be- the deadbolt to lock or unlock. You got to pull it towards you or lean just right or hold your tongue just right just to get things to work. Maybe you've seen cabinet doors that don't quite line up with each other or windows that don't open at all. And a lot of those are because, well, since the house was built and the windows were originally square, the door jams were originally square, things have shifted. And as things have shifted, and it happens a lot in Texas because, well, we have this really strange combination of clay and soil and moisture and dry, and maybe it happens everywhere else too, but in Texas, it's infamous. There are companies that make their billions of dollars just by fixing the foundations of homes and some buildings. Now, I know in Japan, there are homes that are built on foundations that actually move. I mean, they're they're designed to do that. They actually are designed on roller beds so that even a 40-story skyscraper, when an earthquake comes, because we don't have a lot of those in Texas, but they have a lot of them in Japan and California and other places around the world, they've designed the foundation to withstand the climate that it's in. Well, they try to do that in Texas, and sometimes it's very successful. There are newer technologies now than they had, say, 50 years ago. But 50 years ago, houses were slapped together pretty fast. Some of them slapped together very cheaply and with a very thin layer of concrete sitting on top of a very not well-prepared platform or foundation then you would see cracks and you would see big lines in the wall where the plaster had cracked and you'd see doors that wouldn't open and close correctly and windows that that wouldn't open and close at all. You would think they were painted shut, but we haven't painted windows in years because, you know, you have painted steel or vinyl. But why is it so important that the foundation be solid? 
Well, because when the foundation isn't solid, when the foundation isn't prepared for the environment that it's in now and the environment that's about to come, an earthquake, a tornado, then you're going to find that not only is the foundation going to shift and cause problems in the operations of everything from doors and windows to potentially plumbing, you're going to find that it doesn't withstand the storm. I'm going to tell you, in the world of leadership, that foundation may be your standard operating procedures. That's a large part of it. It might be the bylaws of your organization. It might be the way that you hire, your hiring practices, your training practices, the amount of time that you spend with each new employee and trainee to talk about who they are in the company and what they do in the company, and not just what their job description and their role is, but how they fit with everybody else on the team, what their expectations are. Now, I've been on both sides of that. As the hiring manager, walking people through the process to see if they're going to be a good fit, trying to discern as much of that as I can in the interview. And I've also been on the other side of that as an employee where what we thought was a good fit when I first started there turned out that not so much. Now, if you've got a good firm foundation in your organization, if you know your company's identity, if you're clear on what your vision for your organization is, it makes life a whole lot easier to be be able to determine whether or not this person, this new policy, this new idea, this new product or service is going to integrate with the organization that you have or if you're going to have to make some major modifications first. We recently visited a a property that we were considering uh, where it was a lot of land. It was a big piece of land. It had some outbuildings on it that were kind of cool, some workshops and some sheds and some carports and a guest house. And it was all really, really cool. But when we got to looking at the original homestead, it was five or six small additions built onto what was originally a single wide trailer house. And the single wide trailer house had been there for 50 years and had holes in the floor, literally, when you walk through. Now, from the outside, you would never know that because it had these big rock walls and there were places with concrete foundations that had been poured, some of them six inches thick, some of them 18 inches thick. Some of them had steps up and down and it was the most bizarre confluence of floor plan that I've ever seen in my life. The property was gorgeous, but to be safe and secure the most important thing you could do is raise the building that was there. Tear out all the foundations that were built at different thicknesses and different heights and different levels, different concretes and different seasons, so they weren't even cured well together. Rip out the old trailer house and get back to the dirt and then begin again. Why? Well, because you can't really add on to something that doesn't have a sure foundation to begin with. I worked for a couple in Austin many, many years ago that had actually been in a lawsuit after selling their home. And the reason was, while they had gotten the permits to do a build-on to add on to a room, they didn't disclose in the build-on that they were building it as a second story. And so they added on this 20 by 20 bonus room and the window screens and the patio doors and and the deck. And it was beautiful and, and all that is wonderful, but... Nobody surveyed the foundation of the room from beneath it that they were building on top of to ask, can the foundation under the first floor hold the weight of the first floor and the second floor? I see a lot of companies bring in consultants and they ask the question, how do we take our sales to the next level? 
How do we get you know new customers in the door? What about lead generation? What about marketing techniques? What about closing techniques? What about the sales call process? I was recently in a in an opportunity to to pitch someone for me to help them with their sales strategies and in the conversation I listened to their sales process person and and realized he's absolutely brilliant. He understands everything there is about the business. Communication skills on the other hand a little bit different because he thinks differently because he's brilliant. And for the average Joe conversation, he might be a little over their head. But see that's a foundational aspect of interreactions and intercommunications that probably is more important than the sales call process at this point because if you have a hard time looking people in the eye and answering their questions on a ground level that they can understand, there's no process to fix that. That's a communication issue, not a process issue. That, that has to be fixed first. It's like the foundation of the first floor. You can't just add on the second floor and the third floor and the fifth floor if you haven't fixed the foundation of the first floor. And if it was built to expect that you're going to put nothing but a screen around the outside of it, then whatever you build on top of it, that's going to be a problem. If that foundation wasn't load-bearing, it's going to be a problem. And many organizations, many leaders struggle with the fact that their own foundation, what they believe, what they know, their education, their business experience, their relational experiences, really doesn't stand up to the weight-bearing expectations of the leadership role that they're in. The only thing worse than that is adding to them a leadership role to advance them from where they are when their foundation already won't handle the role that they're in. I watched the Chiefs game last night and I watched a great game between the Bengals and the Chiefs fighting back and forth. Talent on both sides, skill on both sides, passion on both sides, determination on both sides. They fought, they fought, they fought, they fought, they fought. But that game-winning field goal was set up by a quarterback that we knew going into the game was kind of on his last leg from an injury standpoint. Just getting on the field was probably more than the average bear would have done. They would have said, I may never walk again if I mess this up while I'm out here. But his determination didn't just get him through the entire game. It got him to the last play of the game besides the field goal that made the difference between winning and losing, or at least winning and going to overtime. The foundation that he had for discipline, his own comment was, I'm going to have to play through the pain because the pain's not going away. They can't fix that. The injury is there. I'm going to have to cope with it. But the only way I can cope with it is to play through the pain. There's going to be times as a leader that you want to get rid of employees that are not the best at what you do. You're going to want to bring in employees that maybe they're a whole lot better at the skill set. But I want to challenge you. Are they the right fit for the foundation that you've built? They can look all fancy. They, they can do all the good stuff in the stats and have all the great numbers. But if they're not a good fit for the foundation, you can have a problem. I want you to think of this too. Remember that all those old World War II films that you see, Vietnam, Korea, et cetera, et cetera, just, just think of Saving Private Ryan. <clears throat> In the closing scenes of Saving Private Ryan, one of the strategies that the Allied forces used was to go into towns where there were strategic objectives of that town. And they would find places where bridges made access through that town or to that town, a, a bottleneck. 
and they would blow up the bridges. Why? Because bridges are foundational infrastructure. But you notice they never put the explosives on the top of the bridge next to the pretty ornate hand railings. Why? Because who cares if it's pretty or not? If it'll hold a tank to cross it, we're going to use it. No, they put all of the explosives at the bottom of the foundation. Sometimes out of sight. Sometimes in a place that no one would think they were there. And the minute the pressure comes, the detonation is set, and the bridge abutment collapses and the whole bridge comes down. When that happens, the foundation is destroyed. And whatever load is on the top of that bridge, it's come down too. As a leader, you need to understand that the infrastructure of your organization, the relationships, the policies, the structure of your financials, your bylaws, everything that you do in your organization starts on that foundation. And if you don't have a sure foundation, if you haven't done all the things necessary from a legal standpoint, from a relational standpoint, from an HR standpoint, from a banking and finance standpoint, then you're going to find that as you grow, you're under a weight load you were never prepared for. And you will self-destruct. You will collapse under that. Now, know this too. That's not just about your organization or your business. It's about you as a leader. It's about your relationships, your core relationships, not the businesses that you partner with, but at home. I spent the last five days on a challenge called the Unbreakable Challenge with Grant Cardona and others, and I listened to his wife, Elena, talk about what life was like when their multi-million dollar business empire was about to collapse in 2008. And she said, I, I refused to give up. But I watched a man who was living genuinely in fear of the financial collapse, thinking, well, we're going to die. But she said he promised me that he would never give up, that he would never quit. And I promised that I would stay at his side for that purpose. Well, they've been married almost 20 years now. And the investment they made in each other to say, I'm going to be here no matter what. In fact, in her words, she said, we stopped fighting against each other over the successes and failures in our life and our business, and we began fighting together against everything outside of us, all the opposing forces against our family. The result of that is now their two daughters are just as likely to stand on the stage and take the mic. Their business profile has grown exponentially. The influence that they have has grown exponentially. And just in the short time that I've paid attention to Grant, I still see completely different changes in his character, in his moral fiber, in his respect for others. It's amazing to watch. It's a foundation. It's a foundation beyond your business, beyond your legal entities, beyond your financial footing. It's a foundation that I truly believe would we face another financial disaster like 2008, there's a really good chance the Cardone family as it's structured right now would survive that. Regardless of what happens to the money, Elena and Grant, I think, have a solid relationship that would strive through that process. If you're a leader, I don't care if you're a multi-billionaire or if you're just getting started, the foundation, the sure foundation that you've got to build your future on, it's going to start with those close relationships. 
It's going to move right through those people that you partner with and do business with. It's going to move right into all of the bylaws, the sales process, the daily operating procedures, the businesses that you choose to do business with and the ones that you don't. That's your sure foundation. Now from there, you can scale. You can grow as much as you want to. But if you don't have those foundations right, scaling will be your demise, not your development. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. Hi, my name is Christina Knowles, and I just got done taking Jay Lauren's Story Power Masterclass. It was amazing. I took away so much information. Um, one of the things that I really enjoyed being formally trained in media many, many years ago is the call to action. I will use that with every speaking engagement, and I'm so grateful that Lauren just um, spoke truth into his teachings, and he is a true professional. And I know this might sound weird, but I've been taking certifications in different classes over the years, and Lauren is not boring. I can't even believe I got here at 9, and then the class went by so fast that I was like, it's time to go already? And I was shocked that it was time to go already. So it's an awesome class. You're going to enjoy it, I promise. Lauren is a master teacher on storytelling, and I learned so much. Um, I'm really going to have to sit down and go back through everything, and I think I might have to have some more coffees with Lauren, but uh, it was totally worth my time.